0: everybody, welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today we're going to be exploring why we are so very vulnerable to false teachers and cultic situations. I am currently watching yet another documentary about the Branch Davidians and David Koresh in Waco, Texas. I find myself so incredibly fascinated by this story. and I think part of it is that I kind of remember it. I was 12 when it went down, and I have these memories of the building burning and the smoke and reading the newspaper articles. And I think the other reason that I'm so intrigued by it is because in 1993, just a few months after the whole mess happened in Waco, Texas, my parents joined an evangelical cult, <laughs> and so it's just very intriguing to me to realize that the same year that all this is going down, we're joining something that looks harmless on the outside and yet ends up being really detrimental and heartful and harmful. And so I'm just fascinated by it. But as I'm watching this documentary, I'm also reading Counterfeit Kingdom, as I've been talking about with. New Apostolic Reformation, the NAR. And as I'm contrasting and comparing these things with my own experiences within Bill Gothard's cult, it's very interesting. And I just see a lot of parallels, a lot of things that remind me of my own experiences, things that are similar. And I wondered to myself the other day, I was writing a note to myself, I was like, what is it about these cult situations, these twisted teachings, these false teachers? that we are so quick to get caught up with. Like what is it about us as people and about these organizations that make us just so incredibly vulnerable to their lies? Like what is the things that are similar and what's going on? And so we're just gonna explore that today. I had somebody reach out to me after last week's episode just feeling really frustrated because they felt like they had once again been duped by false teachers and false ideas and twisted scripture within the NAR, and they were recognizing that they had some influence in their lives from this kind of a thing, and they were once again just frustrated, like, why am I doing this again? And so I just want to talk about that. Why is this so attractive? And I think if we know why it's attractive, it will help us to avoid those situations in the future. Guys, this world is broken, and life in this broken world is hard. It's unpredictable. It's scary. It's sad. And cultic situations and false teachers, they tie into our core needs and our core desires, those things that we feel because of this broken world, but they're like a false shortcut. If life is a sloggy hike up a wet and misty mountain, I want you guys to imagine that with me. You're taking a hike. It's not a fun hike. It's kind of misty and foggy and wet, and the trail is wet, and kind of that sloggy clay-like mud, and your boots are just kind of slugging and slipping, and it's not an easy hike. It's, it's hard. It's uphill. There's rocks. It's steep, and that's kind of like life in this broken world. Like It's not easy. It's hard. These cultic organizations and false teachers are kind of like this shiny shortcut sign, that's telling you there's a chairlift that you can take to get to the top of the mountain. And so as you're slogging and hiking and slipping and trying to just see the trail ahead of you, you recognize there's this billboard and it's pointing to a beautiful trail and it's saying, hey, this is the way to the top. You can get there faster. You can get there better. We're giving you promises. We're offering you hope. We're telling you that you can do it. You just got to pay us and we'll get you to the top of 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 the mountain on a chairlift. Sounds great. Ties into every need that you have, every desire that you have. They make great promises. They sound great. They offer a solution, but the chairlift doesn't really go to the top of the mountain. It actually just kind of goes down into a swamp and then just round and round and round. There's not really an end to the chairlift and there's not really a way to get off and there's not really a way to get to the top of the mountain. Guys, false teachers offer us identity. Belonging, community, we become part of something that's bigger than just us. When I look at every situation that I'm thinking of right now, I think about a cult, like an actual cult, like the Branch Davidians, like Bill Gothard's mind cult, or even just false teaching and false prophets within Christianity. It's the same idea. There's this idea of belonging, community identity, and being a part of something that's bigger than yourself. And it's attractive. It's something that we long for. Those are things that we long for, that we need, that we desire, and they're not bad longings. They're just not meant to be found in something that's giving you these false promises. False teachers usually offer purpose. They tell you that you have something to live for, something to strive towards. And I personally remember this. I remember feeling like my goal in life was to live in such a set-apart and holy way that the world would want to be like me, and then we would all live following the rules and have this beautiful, successful, happy lives, which is ridiculous, but that's how I felt. That's how I felt. If the world would just follow the rules that we're following, the entire world would be fixed, it'd be beautiful, it'd be happy. And that's the same kind of thing that other false teachers and cults also offer, If you are like us and we get this purpose behind what we're doing and we're trying to strive for something greater than ourselves, then we will succeed and we will bring in whatever it is. The NIR really believes that you're going to bring in Christ's reign on earth by making declarations of prayer and by doing different things that you can bring Christ's reign to earth. And, you know, the different cults, they were trying to accomplish whatever it is they're trying to accomplish. But there is a purpose bigger than you. And that's very attractive cults and false teachers in cultic situations will often give formulas and promises. They're trying to create a false sense of security and of control. They promise control. If you do this, you will be in charge of the brokenness that you face. You can conquer that brokenness if you do these things. You will have power. You can make things happen. And guys, we long for power and control. We hate feeling helpless and hopeless in this broken world. If I could find a formula that would magically make my life great, that would magically heal the people that I love, that would magically provide all the things that I need and then some and more, why would I not want to do that? That just seems silly. Of course, I want control of this broken world. And yet, that's not really a promise that Jesus ever gave us. In fact, when he came and lived with us in our broken world, he Allowed himself to be very much out of control. He allowed the things and situations and the people in his life to take him in a way that he was not really excited about going. And he allowed them to do things to him that were very hard and hurtful and painful and ultimately killed him. And so this world is not about trying to control it, but it's about being able to surrender to someone who is in control. Most of the time, these cults, these organizations, these false teachers will say things that are almost true. Almost. And yet, because they are not true, they are actually lies. Beautiful lies. Pretty sounding lies. But they are still lies. Guys, Jesus doesn't offer earthly security. He offers eternal security. He offers hope in a relationship with him. He offers us a life that never ends with him for eternity in paradise. He offers to be with us here in this broken world, but he doesn't offer that same thing that we just, we want. We want control. We want security. And he doesn't offer that. We are still going to face pain, loss, sorrow, death, sickness, and more here on earth. And that's going to be true whether you are believing false ideas from a cult or whether you're not. I think that's one of the saddest things that happen is people who believe like if I just make enough faith declarations, I'll be healthy and well or so-and-so will get better and they won't be sick and then it doesn't actually work and now they're left with even more brokenness because now God doesn't care about them or they didn't have enough faith or whatever else it is that you believe about yourself or about God, it's even more brokenness than you started with and that's just devastating to me. I hate that. But guys, Jesus says he'll never leave, that he won't leave us alone. So even though we are going to still go through pain and sorrow and suffering on this earth, we have been promised that we will not be alone. He does offer us a new identity. He offers us true transformation, but it's usually more simple and less flashy. It's transformation of the heart. He wants to remake us into the people that he created us to be. He wants to restore our relationship with him, but it's not going to be the same level of identity and purpose. It's just quiet. It's simple. It's everyday. It's genuine. And Jesus doesn't give us control. Instead, he asks for surrender. But in surrender to him and to his will for our lives and to the things he called us to do, there is more peace than we will ever find by being in control. It's one of those crazy paradoxes where as you let go of control, you end up with peace and a relationship with God that changes our lives and transforms us. The promises that Jesus gives us aren't going to guarantee earthly security or safety or success, but they are worth far more. The Spirit comes to restore and to heal us from the inside out, maybe not always physically but he wants to restore our hearts and the parts of us that are so broken deep within. It's a beautiful thing. I want to imagine as we're imagining this mountain, guys. So Jesus isn't here giving us this fancy chairlift ride to the top, but he is telling us that he wants to slog along the trail with us. He wants to hold our hand and help us over the rough spots. He will carry us when our strength is gone. He will clean us up after we fall. He will feed us by a campfire that he makes for us. And he will dwell with us. He will point out the beauty to us in the midst of the struggle. And we will grow stronger and more confident as we learn to walk with him. And we will realize that the journey to the top of the mountain was just as important as the final goal of seeing it. That's the true life with Jesus. It's boring. It's ordinary. It's everyday. It's simple. Look at the life that he lived when he was here with us. That's the kind of life that he calls us to live. Boring, ordinary, simple, obscure lives surrounded by normal, boring people and not anything flashy or crazy or amazing or anything like these cultic organizations offer just normal life, with Jesus. Gently being led and held and helped and encouraged and becoming stronger and stronger in our faith with him. Guys, behind the bright colors and the lights of the shortcut of false teachers, there's darkness and death. If you imagine that the chairlift doesn't actually work very well and you actually get on it and you recognize that it's rickety it's falling apart it's sketchy it's run down kind of broken and it doesn't go anywhere except for in a tilted circle of confusion and you will never get to the top of the mountain on the chairlift guys false teachers and cultic leaders are simply benefiting from our pain they aren't really going to help us And I feel like that's the saddest thing, is that all of these organizations (laughs) filled with people who mean well, who are trying to believe in what they think is God and the truths that they think are coming from scripture, and it's just so wrong. It's so deceitful. It's so twisted. And sometimes it's so close to the truth and yet so far away. And you can see in the fruit of it all. And people who are no longer operating in reality, they're living in the Christian bubble world, they're living in the cult world, they're living in some other reality, some other dimension where they can't even really relate to us anymore. And guys, it's it's sad and it's broken. And so I just want to encourage all of us as we look at different things, and like we're in the age of the internet. And so we are constantly bombarded with information and people that we don't know and Articles that we don't really know who the people are, and things that sound true. And I would just encourage you guys, as you are looking for information and looking at information and listening to podcasts and just taking things in, just really stop to evaluate is this a false promise? Or is this somebody who is really encouraging me to get to know Jesus? Like, is this really about the real Jesus? Or is this about some fake God that if I have enough faith, enough strength, enough whatever that I can somehow make my way and reach something that seems to be satisfying the desires of my heart. But it's not about a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not about true transformation from the inside out. It's about some other kind of promise, some other kind of behavior, some other kind of standard, some other kind of something that's twisted, that's trying to give you A false promise of blessings and success and peace and happiness and control. Real life is hard. It's going to be hard. And yet in the middle of the hardness, there is beauty. And joy and hope and love and peace. That doesn't make sense. And I think that as we learn to just slowly trudge with Jesus, We will begin to be much more aware of the false ideas and the false lies and the false teachers, and we will no longer even be interested in going that direction. I talk about the Archives of Anthropos in my book, Religious Rebels, that's coming out soon, but I want to mention it again here. Dr. John White wrote the Archives of Anthropos. It's a Christian mythology, basically, kind of like C.S. Lewis, but even more christian like it's so filled with truth and he always talks about these dark tunnels that are under the evil city and blue light is true light and as the children are following the tunnels with the blue light in them they know that they can find truth and side tunnels will have different colors light red light and purple light and green light and you know it'll delectable smells and wonderful things and promises that try to lead you off the path and get you what you really want and make you feel like, you know, that's a better idea. But as they follow the blue light, which is true light, and it leads them to wherever the changer wants them to go and whatever adventure that the changer is taking them on and to Gaul, the good shepherd. Beautiful books, guys. You ever get your hands on them? They're on Amazon, the archives of Anthropos. Such good truth inside of them. So I just want to encourage you guys, as you go, just remember the Holy Spirit is guiding us. The Bible is here for us. And we can trust in a God who doesn't promise to take away the hard things, but promises to walk with us through them. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com for more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.